0: This is Inspiring Minds, a podcast focused on thought-provoking conversations between BSB students and our world-class faculty. Hello everyone, my name is Chinima Chioke.
1: I'm a sophomore at Villanova University in the business school, double major in finance and MIS, and today I'm here to talk to Dr. Casario about her research on free trade and economic integration and her views on the current trade war between the U.S. and China.
0: Dr. Casario, thank you for being here today. It's nice to be here with you, Chi-Chi. Thank you.
1: I see that you've done research on free trade agreements such as NAFTA and increased economic integration in the European Union. Can you explain the benefits of free trade?
0: My research on both European integration and the North American Free Trade Agreement found that when tariffs are reduced, bilateral trade flows increase and output growth is higher than it would have been in the absence of trade barriers. With respect to the EU we see not only an increase in intra-European trade, but increased U.S. trade to the EU as the harmonization of rules and regulations allowed U.S. firms to produce for a larger EU market and achieve economies of scale. I'm currently extending my prior work on NAFTA to evaluate the potential impact of the recently renegotiated NAFTA. I want to examine the effect of changes to the rules of origin and the requirements of a minimum wage for labor in factories producing autos. To answer the second part of your question, free trade increases prosperity for Americans and the citizens of all nations that engage in free trade. It provides increased access to higher quality, lower priced goods for consumers, improving one's standard of living. Import competition also keeps domestic inflationary pressures in check as domestic firms are less likely to raise prices. From a producer perspective, free trade allows firms to specialize in production and export to a larger global market, providing better opportunities to achieve economies of scale. In addition, producers can reduce overall production costs by importing lower-priced inputs and creating more efficient international supply chains. Trade and foreign investment and global supply chains make the world economy more efficient which means more goods and services at more competitive prices
1: in a recent moneywatch article titled us china trade war is bad news for consumers dr kasauri you commented that consumers bear the burden of tariffs as they pay more not just for imported goods but also for domestic goods these price increases could also cancel off faster economic growth from last year's tax
0: cuts according to the article what do you think about this The cost of the first round of tariffs on Chinese imports, the first $50 billion, were largely focused on industrial goods, like metals, machineries, and components. In many cases, firms internalized these additional costs and did not pass them on to consumers in the form of higher prices. This is not the case on the more recent round, which has seen an additional $200 billion of tariffs levied on Chinese goods. Let me give you an example of the negative impact of a tariff and the effects that occur. One of the first tariffs levied by the Trump administration was a 25% tariff on washing machines. Whirlpool had petitioned for a tariff and they were granted one. This essentially raised the price of all imports, like Samsung and LG, by about 25%. This allowed Whirlpool to increase their prices on average by 22%. So all consumers are paying over 20% more for washing machines. Benefits are concentrated in the firm, Whirlpool, and the costs are spread out among all the consumers in the market for washing machines. I should note there was also another beneficiary, washer repairmen. As households made decisions to keep their current washing machines, paying for these costly repairs were, rather than paying a much higher price for an already big ticket item. The interesting thing here is that shortly after Whirlpool celebrated its so-called tariff win, the Trump administration announced the implementation of a 25% tariff on steel and a 10% tariff on aluminum, partially reversing the benefits of the tariff they received on washing machines. Both steel and aluminum are very big inputs into the production of washing machines. Another issue that I think is really important is that tariffs are inherently regressive. They disproportionately hurt lower-income households who spend a higher percentage of their disposable income on consumer goods. In this regard, I believe that tariffs on billions of dollars of imports lead to higher prices for consumers. This partially, if not fully, reverses the benefits of the Trump- tax cut, especially for low-income households. So the
1: opinion that most economists as well as yourself hold is that free trade generally benefits the old economy. Trade protection through tariffs transfer money from a good's consumers to its producers. This transfer is usually economically inefficient because the benefits that domestic producers receive from a tariff will generally be less than the cost to domestic consumers. Hence, there is no real economic advantage to implementing these tariffs because the U.S. stands to lose a lot. What do you think is the government's rationale for implementing these
0: tariffs? To put this in a historical context, the Republican Party has long been a party of free markets and free trade. The current policy coming out of the Trump administration contradicts traditional Republican principles and is inconsistent with the views held by the majority of Republican policymakers. It appears to me that the president's trade policy is based on some misconceptions surrounding international trade. One of the things I see is a false narrative that trade is a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game implies that there's a winner and there's a loser. This is not how economists view trade. They view trade as a positive-sum game where both sides can win. This misconception of zero-sum versus positive-sum also extends to the myth that trade deficits are inherently bad. The president equates trade deficits with unfair trade. Trade deficits are a function of our low savings rate, relative to our trading partners, not from other countries treating us badly. In addition, the U.S. economy is booming. This translates into growing demand for all goods, some of which are imports. It is to be expected that our trade deficit will rise. Another factor is a strong U.S. dollar. A strong dollar makes U.S. imports cheaper and U.S. exports less competitive internationally. It is a myth that protectionist trade policies, like tariffs, reduce trade deficits. They simply reduce the volume of trade. So looking forward,
1: what do you think will be the result of U.S. protectionist policies? In particular... If the U.S. carries out its threat of further increases in tariffs on imports from China, and if the U.S. decides to implement new tariffs, such as the 25% tariff, on imported
0: autos from Europe, what could we expect to see? First and foremost, there are no winners in trade wars. One of my concerns is the upward pressure on domestic prices. This is especially important given that the U.S. economy is at full employment and labor markets are tight. Recent data indicates that average wages have increased 3.1% over the last year. But inflation erodes some of the purchasing power of the higher wages, decreasing real income. Import competition puts downward pressure on domestic inflation as domestic producers compete with competitively priced imports. Tariffs have the opposite effect they raise the price of imports. So domestic firms raise their prices rather than lowering them. There's another important issue that I have not mentioned yet, but it's something that we are already seeing, and that is retaliatory tariffs. Retaliatory tariffs hurt U.S. firms and U.S. workers, particularly in agriculture and manufacturing. So, for example, soybeans are the largest agricultural export to China, accounting for over $14 billion of exports per year. The retaliatory tariffs and the corresponding reduction in demand from China has caused the price of soybeans to plummet. This then prompted a multi-billion dollar bailout of farmers. In addition, the increased uncertainty regarding additional tariffs and the impact on global trade is also affecting business confidence and capital spending firms are more reluctant to undertake larger capital spending when they are concerned about their export markets and possible retaliatory tariffs. Companies that have been bringing manufacturing back to the U.S., something that this president has really supported, they say that tariffs are raising their cost and making them less competitive. Companies that are hit hard by tariffs aren't simply raising prices to offset the added cost. Some firms are delaying plans for expansion. Others may be forced to drop costly product lines, and in some cases, firms could possibly shift production offshore. A trade war between the world's two largest economies is not good for global trade or for global economic growth.
1: Thank you very much for coming in today, Dr. Casario. I've enjoyed speaking with you and hearing about your views about free trade and economic integration and the current trade war between U.S. and China.
0: Thank you, Chi-Chi. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, especially on these topics. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Minds. Stay tuned for our next installment featuring more VSB students discussing research topics with our world-class faculty.